0: The, the Peace Whisperer, the, the retreat center south of uh, Dove Creek and Barb is just uh, a wonderful lady and, and she truly, I think, manifests that, that hope and peace and joy and love of Christmas and, uh, and I remember one time when we were leaving she says, every group, we have all these groups from all the different denominations and stuff, she goes, every group seems to have their own characteristics and she goes, and I think you United Methodists have joy and I said, no, Amy just goes to our church <laughs> You, were, uh, you probably don't remember. You were on a roll that day, I remember. <laughs> <That's not surprising. laughs> well, I'd like, yeah, well, like to read from the, the prophet uh, Isaiah today. and just, just one verse as we take time just to reflect on the, the spirit of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. And uh, this is from the 7th chapter verse. If I had my glasses on. I could tell you what verse. 14. Uh, Therefore... The Lord himself, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman, in other translations say the young virgin, look, the young woman is with child, and she shall bear a son, and she'll name him Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Now, as we take some time just to, to pray and, and reflect just on this one verse, what are the, the promises of Christmas. You have all these expectations that kind of get built up during the course of the Advent season. And so what are some of the promises of Christmas that you really sink into, or you might say you get disappointed in? (laughs) So what are those promises? Let's take a few moments just to pray silently and uh, reflect on that. Let Let us pray. Any other thoughts before I share a few thoughts here? Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing all this. And uh, I call this meditation um, <clears throat> old people and babies. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just reading this verse again. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with a child and she bear a son. And she'll, she shall name him Emmanuel. God is with us. Well, last week I, um, I walked into City Market in Cortez Uh, To the sound of the bell ringing, and a woman with a Santa hat on, uh, standing next to the red Salvation Army bucket, said to me, and I was surprised, she said, Merry Christmas. And usually they offer a smile, but do not say anything. And I replied back with a mutual blessing, Merry Christmas to you as well. And Christmas comes with tremendous expectations and promises. And is it always merry? Do we have a happy new year? And when the family gets together, is there peace at the dinner table? Is there peace at that dinner table? And do the lion and the lamb lie down together? And the angels sing, and we hear in another part of the Christmas story, we bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Well, how much joy is there for all the people? And Father Ron Roheiser asks, what is the promise of Christmas? What is the promise of Christmas? And all of you hinted at this and expressed this really quite well. And he answers, the Jewish prophets, especially Isaiah, promised that the birth of the Messiah will turn reality delightfully upside down. There will be universal peace, reconciliation, enemies forgiving one another, injustice, and food. For everyone, and every sheep will be carefully tended to. Everyone will be cradled in loving arms, and there will be healing from all of our wounds. And God will dry every tear on earth. When I read this and hear this, I say this is a wonderful, wonderful wish list. But it's very far from reality. And as we speak, war and terrorism, and civil unrest are everywhere. And neighbors do not talk with one another. In our family, as I mentioned, we always have a great time at Christmas, but there's usually at least one major blow-up. And Roheiser adds, everywhere there are people who are hungry and oppressed and living in fear, and daily there are more people who are murdered and raped, and our newspapers have space and time to report. And Christmas can seem like a promise more than a reality. So what promises of Christmas can we hang our hat on? What can we hang our hats on? And one summer, I remember uh, several years ago, we took our youth group on a service trip to Saley, Arizona in the heart of the Navajo Nation. And I was working with six teenage boys and two of them were from a, a juvenile detention center in Southern Arizona. And we were digging post holes for a handicap ramp for an elderly Navajo woman who lived in a sagging, single-wide trailer. And the sun was just beating down on us unmercifully, and there was no shade anywhere in the high desert. And we were just barely moving. And we tried unsuccessfully to dig the holes on our own, and, and the ground was just so unforgiving and, and hard as concrete. And the kids, they put their heads together and said, why don't we just dig one hole at a time? One person can take 10 swings at the hole uh, with the tamping rod, with the sharp end of the tamping rod, and the rest of us will rest. Then the next guy will pick up the tamping rod and take 10 more swings, and we can just slowly dig out this hole. And so this was our system. And it took us about 30 minutes to dig one hole, and I forget, it was like 36 or 48 inches deep there. But, but we were making progress. And there was this one unruly kid from the detention center, and he just hated the world. He hated the world, and he sat off to the side, and he refused to help. And Isaac, which means laughter, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> Isaac asks, says, hey, why don't you help us out? Because we were irritated that we were doing all this. work. Why don't you help us out? And he looked at us and he said, I don't like you guys. And I do not want to be here. And Isaac said, well, suit yourself. Suit yourself. So we dug three more holes. And then the elderly Navajo lady who we were working for, she came out in a traditional dress out of her trailer. And our tough guy, I call him the tough guy, our tough guy jumped off the ground and he ran to help this lady down her front steps, and he held her arm as he led her to our hole so she could see the work that we were doing for the the ramp that we were building her. And as she stood over these holes, he said, let us know if these holes are deep enough. (laughs) And if they're wide enough. And we were like, what? (laughs) And we just looked at him, and then we're just pouring down sweat. And he says, We want to do a good job for you. <laughs> and we just couldn't believe him. And we were extremely, be an understatement, we were very irritated with him. And then the tough guy, he, he led the elder, this wise elder back to a chair in front of her, her trailer. And he sat down and he just talked with her while we were digging all these holes. And then she got up, and and he helped her back into her trailer. And then when he came back to us, Isaac said, I thought you didn't like people. (laughs) He says, I love old people. (laughs) He goes, I love old people. He goes, they are the only people in the whole world that I love. And Isaac asked him, well, why is that? He goes, I don't know. I just do. And then he went. And sat down again. And we dug another hole. And Isaac, who just couldn't leave well enough alone, he asked the tough guy, goes, well, what about babies? (laughs) What about babies? He goes, well, what about them? He goes, do you love babies? And the tough guy said, no. And Isaac goes, you mean if you saw a baby alone in a basket, you wouldn't help that baby out? And I said, Isaac, just leave him alone. <laughs> I thought we had tools out there that could become weapons very quick. I was, just leave him alone, Isaac. <clears throat> and he sat there and he thought for a while. And he said, if there was no one to help that baby, I would help him out. Because he is vulnerable, very much like an older person. And so Isaac said, so you must love babies too. <laughs> he says, yeah, I guess so but just old people and babies. (laughs) And that is it. (laughs) And we just shook our heads. But Isaac was actually on to something really big. In Christmas, God does not send down a superhero to rid the world of evil by by forcefully destroying all that is bad. Instead, God sends a helpless Baby, lying in the straw, needing to be picked up, nursed, and nurtured. And this is God's wisdom. Babies do not shoot bad guys. They change hearts by offering a gentler presence, writes Roheiser. And haven't we found this to be true? That a young child can just melt our hearts. When we go up to the Valley Inn, it's the same thing. When we see those elderly people, all those years and stories, they just melt our hearts, and they need us to hold their hands and listen to their stories. And Christmas does not rid the world of evil, writes Rollheiser. We will have wars and rumors of war. There will be injustice and unnecessary suffering will persist. And we will have moments where we wonder if anything will ever change. And we will experience ill health and death and broken relationships that are in need of mending. Yet Isaiah says, a young woman, a young woman will give birth to a son whom she shall call Emmanuel. And this means God is with us. It's basically what all of you said while we were sharing. That love and joy and peace God is with us. And Christmas is the challenge to celebrate while we, the collective whole, and as individuals, it's the challenge to celebrate while there is still pain in the world, and maybe in our lives as well, says Roheiser. But we do not walk alone through the valleys and the peaks of life. Divine grace and love and compassion are with us. And is this enough? And does it change the world one healed person at a time? And Christmas says there is power in powerlessness. There is power in powerlessness. A little baby born in a manger, an elderly Navajo woman who can soften the heart of a hardened teenage boy. In the world... And the world is just shimmering with divinity, says Avery Dollis. And we are not alone. Merry Christmas. Amen.